God is trying to say that my covenant cannot be broken. The covenant God gave to Adam, there was an Adamic covenant, there was a, no, no, a covenant with Noah, covenant with Abraham, covenant with David. These are different covenants God had with mankind. Emmanuel, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Different covenants. The covenant with David was a very strong covenant. Hallelujah. And Christ is part of that covenant. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. So covenants are very, very important. Amen? So I want to share with us about some particular covenants in the Bible that I pray that you and I would be a part of. I want to use a covenant in the Bible to explain to us or encourage us to also make a set of covenant with God and God will guarantee certain things. Yes. If you make a covenant with God, as for us, we can fail it, but God forbid. But as for God, he cannot fail his covenant. Hallelujah. So when you make a promise, we must keep the promise. Hallelujah. Anytime we make promises, when God makes a promise, he keeps it. God said don't don't swear because when you swear, it's an oath that is binding. That's why Jesus said don't swear. Anything you say, let it be yes or no. Don't swear by Jerusalem. Don't swear by heaven. Don't swear by anyone. Let your yes be yes because any other thing, evil can come out of it. Because people swear and don't know that when they swear, it's binding. You can, oh, I've done it in the past before as an unbeliever. You swear and then later on you say, oh, God, forgive. I mean, I erase it. It's not, you can't erase that easily. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So you and I, in the past, we made promises. There are many people who make promises and don't keep those promises. But when God makes a promise, he keeps it. From now on, let's do our best to keep our promises. How many have not kept promises in the past? You see, there are some promises that you should not even make. I've realized that there are some promises I shouldn't have made because they are not realistic. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. A promise maybe I'll, 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 I'll give you $10,000. It's, it's a promise. It's, it's not realistic unless you have $10,000. There was a time there was fundraising at a camp and an amount was raised, $50,000. And people got up and I asked they were getting up. I knew they would pay. But someone got up and in my mind, I said, sit down. In my mind, sit down, sit down, sit down. I started to say, because the person will not pay. I don't think they paid to date. So it's a promise you shouldn't make. Don't let excitement make you make promises. So from now on, from 2022, let's be careful with the, about the promises we make. All the promises I've made, all the promises you've made that we didn't fulfill. Okay, fair enough, no problem. From now on, don't make a promise you cannot fulfill. And the promises that you've even made that you've not fulfilled, try your best to even fulfill them. It's not too late. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Because when it comes to God, God fulfills his covenants. God fulfills his promises. Now we are going to talk about certain promises that I believe that God, we can make to God, and God would also secure what he has in store for us. There is a story I want to share in the Bible about a covenant someone made with God. And because that person made that covenant with God, God blessed that person in everything he did. But he also promised that, look, I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to fulfill my end of the covenant. When I fulfill my end of the covenant, Lord, I know you will fulfill your end of the covenant. 
Look at Malachi chapter 3, uh, uh, look at verse 10, for example. Is it verse uh, 18? Malachi chapter 3, no, verse 10. What does Malachi 3.10 say? Let me just get that. Hallelujah. Malachi 3.10. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, or prove me in this. Think about it. God is saying, put me to the test. The creator of the universe is telling you and I, put me to the test. Think about it. When God gives a covenant, the Bible says that God swore, but because there was no one greater than him, because you usually swear by someone greater than you. That's why people swear by so many things. But if God, God had to swear, it was a one-stream covenant because Abraham didn't deserve or couldn't do anything for God to be able to bless him in that way, apart from just obeying God. How I many I get what I'm saying? So God said, I swear to you, Abraham, but because I cannot, there's no one greater than me, I'm swearing by myself. I'm swearing by the highest, and the highest is me. Think about it. So now let's talk about some of the covenants that God made and what you and I can expect from God if we fulfill these three important things from 20 and 22 onwards. Are you ready? Okay, let's move. Are you ready to move? Genesis 28 from verse 10 to 22. And Jacob went, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about now, but you don't know all yet. And Jacob went out from Bethsheba and went toward Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night. He tarried all night in that place because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillow and laid down in that place to sleep. That's what Jacob did. And he dreamed and behold, a ladder... <clears throat> They call it Jacob's ladder. A ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it. But you see that one, you can easily miss it. Yes, the angels descending, ascending and descending. But on top of the ladder, the Lord was standing on top. That's very powerful. Hallelujah. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am. So that, 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 that dream he had, usually you just hear about the ladder, but God spoke to him in the dream on top of the ladder. And what did God see? And the Lord stood above it and said, I am, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father. But in the Bible, when the Bible says thy father, it also could mean grandfather. Other versions would say thy grandfather. Because Jacob's father was Isaac. Isaac's father was Abraham. Jacob's grandfather was Abraham. But King James usually says father. When you read other versions, it's grandfather. Just like Belshazzar was not the... the, the, the don't forget there's Belshazzar and then there is Nebuchadnezzar. Hallelujah. So um, Belshazzar could have been the grandson of Nebuchadnezzar. 
not the son, even though the Bible says son. Hallelujah. So let's have that distinction. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it and to thy seed. So God was telling Jacob, you are lying down here. I'm going to give the place you are lying down, I'm going to give it to you and to your seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. So the same blessing God gave to Abraham. God told Abraham that that blessing I'm giving to you, I'm going to give it to your seed so that your seed will carry the blessing. I don't know if you're getting what I mean. Abraham received the blessing and then Abraham had two sons. But the blessing was going to continue through Isaac. So God had to also reveal himself to Isaac, reveal himself to Jacob in a dream so that Jacob will continue and carry that blessing until David the king. And then that covenant of God to David will be established where Christ will be set. That's why the Bible says in Galatians that the promise God gave to Abraham was not to his seeds as of many, or, or Romans, not as his seed as of many, but his seed, one seed, and that seed is Christ. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Amen. So let's continue. And, and, and thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south. So south of you, north of you, west of you, east of you, and in thee and in thy seed, Jesus, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all, thy, all places, whithersoever thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. So God is saying that he's going to keep Abraham, I mean Jacob, in all places and everywhere he goes, he's going to keep him. And that God is going to bring to Jacob, he's going to bring Jacob to the land he's in. And also, God is not going to leave Jacob and until, until he has done whatever he needs to do to, with Jacob. Then 16, and Jacob awaked out of his sleep and he said, surely the Lord is in this place and I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, and I knew it, sorry, and he was afraid and said, how dreadful is this place? This is none other but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. And he called the name of the place, that place Bethel. But the name of the city was called Luz at the first. And Jacob vowed a vow saying, if God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat, and raiment to put on, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house, and all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his word. Amen. So now this is very important. God is telling Jacob, that I'm going to be with you. I'm going to keep you in all your ways. I'm going to protect you. And I'm going to bring you back to this land. 
And Jacob woke up and built the house of God. And Jacob vowed and said, God, I vow to you. If you will be my God, if you would keep me and you will provide for me, then I will make you my God. And I will build your house. And I will give you a tenth of the increase. Now, what does this mean? Now, this is a covenant between God and Jacob. Now, let's look. A covenant means that one person fulfills a part and another person fulfills another part. Now, what is God's part of the covenant? And what is Jacob's part of the covenant? God's part of the covenant is that God will be with Jacob. And that's we found in verse 21. God will be with Jacob, and God will protect and keep Jacob safe. And God will provide for Jacob. So when God is with you, you are covered. When God is with you, it means that he's watching over you. It means he, he's providing for you. It means he's always with you. Wherever you go, his goodness, his mercy will follow you. Wherever you are, God is with you. God's favor is with you. God's life is with you. Jesus Christ is with you. Jesus Christ in John 10, 10 said that I come to give you life. So life is with you. Favor is with you. Blessing is with you. Everything you and I need is with us when God is with us. When God is with us. And when God provides for us, it means that there will be no lack. When God says, I'll protect you, imagine if you have God with you, God is your shield and your protection. And then God provides for you. There will be nothing you will lack. You will not even pray about yourself apart from your commitment and your relationship with God. You would rather be praying about other things. Praying about other people. Praying for other people. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. Because God is with you. Because God is providing for you. Because God is keeping you safe. May God keep us safe. May God keep us safe. So we'll just share later on a bit about God keeping us safe and providing. But God's end is that God will provide and keep us in all the places we go. God will protect and keep safe and will provide. Amen. Now, what was Jacob's part of the deal? And then we will apply it to ourselves. What was Jacob's part of the deal? The Lord will be my God. Number one. Number two, I will build a house for God. And number three, I will tithe. These three things that Jacob was going to do for God was going to generate three blessings for Jacob. Do this, I'll do these three things. And by doing this, because God is going to do this, I'll do this. Because God said in his word that I'll provide for you. Now think about this. God has given us many promises in the Bible. Did you get that? God has given you and I many promises in the Bible. Because he's given us many promises in the Bible, we can say that God, because you are doing A, B, C for me, I'm going to do this and I'm going to establish it. And because I'm establishing my end of the deal, I know that you are faithful. Even if I'm unfaithful, you are faithful and you cannot deny yourself. Now, what is Jacob going to do? He said, the Lord will be my God. Number two, I will build a house for God. Number three, I will tithe of everything I have. And that will be found in verse, uh, let's look at 20 to 22 again. And Jacob vowed a vow saying, if God will be with me 
and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on, so that I come again to my father's house in peace. Then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone, this stone which I have set for a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth. Now this is very, very important. If God will be with me and keep me, and what? Keep me. And what? Keep me. If God will keep me, may God keep you. I say may God keep you. May God direct you. May God keep and direct us. In the name of Jesus. I said what? In the name of Jesus. Now, let's apply it to our lives. It means that you and I can also make a covenant with God. Now, think about it. If the Lord will be... So, number one, Jacob said, the Lord will be my God. What did Jacob say? The Lord will be my God. Now, this is a very important phrase. The Lord will be my God. Because... The Lord is God anyway. So if the Lord is God anyway, and I'm saying the Lord will be my God, it means I will personally, intentionally make him my Lord. Because God is God anyway, but not everyone has called him Lord. Not everyone has made him Lord. Look at Luke chapter 6, verse 46. And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? So God is Lord, but not everyone has made him Lord. So Jacob was saying that, look, God is God, but if the Lord will be my God, so I will make the Lord my God. I will make God my ruler. I will make God my owner. I will make God my controller. Yes. He is God, and we need to make him the Lord of our lives. So Jesus said, why do you call me Lord? Why are you calling me Lord, and you are not doing the things that I say? 2022 should be the year where we are doing what God says. 2022 and onward should be the time that we will make the Lord our God. Let's make the Lord our God. From today, let's say to ourselves, look, I'm going to take my Christian life seriously. I'm going to, I'm going to actually give Jesus Christ access to my life. I'm going to actually make him the Lord of my life. I'm going to give him ownership rights. Let, 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 but it's a decision we need to make. It's a decision we need to say to ourselves, Lord, I'm going to make the Lord my God. The first thing you and I need to do is to make the Lord our God. Look at Revelation 3.20. We need to open our lives to him. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. So Jesus will not force his way in, but the devil forces his way in. But Jesus is saying, behold, I stand at the door and I am knocking. If anyone will hear me and open the door, I will be able to come in. So you and I, the fact that Jesus is God and Lord does not make him Lord of our lives. So we need to willingly open the doors of our hearts and make Jesus Lord and Christ in our lives. It must be a conscious, decisive dedication. It must be conscious. It must be a decision. <clears throat> what do you think? We need to. 
from now on, the Christians who are not serious should say to themselves, from this year, I want to be a serious Christian. <clears throat> from this year, I want to take my Christian life seriously. From this year, I, I, I want to actually make an, uh, the, the next step. I want to take the next step. I want to do more in terms of my relationship with God. I want to, to go higher. I want to t go a step higher. I want to, to, to love God more. I, I, I want to know God more. <clears throat> this year, let it not be like the previous years. Let this not be one of the years. Because since we were born, we've not had pandemics and those things. So something new is shifting. Something new has come. Those in 1918, the Spanish flu, flu they experienced it. A pandemic. But this is new to everyone who will be listening to what I'm saying. Oh, you don't agree? It's, 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 it's totally different. There are different pandemics. One of the pandemics is HIV, but the HIV is not, it was, it, it's not wild like this. Hallelujah. Ebola could have easily become some wild pandemic. But this one we've seen, this is a wild one that has shut the system. So it means that because new things have happened on earth, why don't you also do something new in terms of your relationship with God? Do something new. Change something. Decide that this year is going to be different. This year, I'm going to take God seriously. This year is going to be the year where God is going to know me. <clears throat> This year, God will know me. <clears throat> it's not everyone God knows in a certain way. John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them. God knows everything, but he knows. There's a difference between I know and I know experientially. I know you because I have communion with you. So, does God know us in that way? When Jesus said, I never knew you. Not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my father. For many shall say in that day, to me in that day, Lord, Lord, we have cast out devils. We have prophesied in your name. We have done many wonderful works. The fact that there are miracles doesn't mean God is happy. They have done many wonderful works. And then God will say, I never knew you. Ye that work iniquity. Ye that do wickedness. Ye that destroy people. Ye that, 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 that cheat people. See, as I read the Bible, I get to see that the things that God considers things he cannot tolerate are not the things we think. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Let, let the Lord be your God. The Lord will be my God. Look at Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I, be, I, I plead of you in view of God's mercies that you make a decisive dedication, a decisive dedication of your bodies, your members, your faculties, a decisive. You see, I've realized that it is only in deciding that we do. It is only in deciding. When I decide to do something, that's when I do it. I've decided that I'm going to pursue this lady. And I'll do it. Usually, that's what... When you see a man chasing a woman. <laughs> or a woman chasing a man. <laughs> You've not seen it before. It's not only men who chase women or women chase men. When, when, when you see someone chasing... Or someone is chasing a job or, or some a job, some... I, I've decided. 
I have decided to do it. Also, let us pursue God. Let us decide. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. This year, how long can we play on non-serious Christian lives? You see, I'm also talking to myself because we can all go a step higher. All of us can go a step higher. Those watching, the viewers, you can go a step higher. You can go a step higher. You can go a step higher. We can go a step higher. We can all go a step higher. Hallelujah. I can go a step higher in my reading of the Bible. I can go a step higher in my prayer time. It means that I must cut some more things down. If I'm doing an hour of reading, I must cut some things so that I do one and a half hours. The time is short. The devil, he's, he's having more meetings as usual. He's having more meetings. He, he knows his time is short. He's seen the pandemic. He's seen the, the signs of the times. He's seen that, look, time is short. He's seen that Israel, uh, you know, that, uh, uh, the, the gospel is being preached in Israel. Jesus said, look, you will not finish preaching the gospel in Israel, and I would have come. Now, the people are preaching the gospel. Jewish people are preaching the gospel in Jerusalem now as we speak. So he can come any moment. The gospel, he said that when the gospel, all nations have heard the gospel. As for the gospel, he didn't say every human being. He said all nations, all nations have heard it. So Satan has seen and he's now alert. He's now growing wild. Which will also grow wild. If he's taking extra time, we should take extra time. This is not the time to fool and decide that, look, I'm going to party. This is not the time to party. This is not the time to party. Look at someone tired here. This is not the time to party. <laughs> this is not the time to party. I don't know if I get what I'm saying. <laughs> the time to party is to party in the house of God. That's the party you should have. But it's a decision. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. From today, let's decide. You see, and I, I, there was a guy who wasn't very serious in church, and then he came to visit church sometime. This was a while back. And as he was talking, I said, hey, this guy is now deep. So I asked him, what has changed? He said he, in the past he wasn't serious. He was going to church. He was a church attendee. He was going to church, but he wasn't serious with the Lord. Then I said, what has changed? He said, I, at a point after church, one day I decided I, I made a decision and that changed everything. I made a decision. When he talks now, you, he's, he's very wild. He's speaking and you can tell the guy is getting deeper in the Lord. There's a lady who used to just do things anyhow. She, was just not, she wasn't really serious with the Lord. And then one day she said, look, I, I have decided that I'm going to become serious with God. The lady became a pastor. And I'm going to be close to you. I'm, I, I want to know God more. I want to ask questions. The lady is a pastor now. Because of the decision. The decision. What do you think? Second Corinthians chapter 13. Verse 5. Another important point. Second Corinthians 13 5. Examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves? How that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. But the point here is examine yourselves. 
I think it's about time that you and I and the viewers decide to examine yourselves. Am I a good Christian? Or am I a Christian who is a Christian indeed? Am I close to God? Many Christians don't read their Bibles, and because of that, they make assumptions. These church people, they are always in church. They are too much. What kind of thing is this? This occult, this thing, they are every time they are in church. Because they've not read their Bibles. If they read their Bibles, they'll be doing the same thing. So sometimes when you don't know something, you speak out of place. So reading our Bibles so that we can see and, and, and judge ourselves whether we are doing the right things. Because imagine someone feeling that I'm going to heaven because I do good things. But they go to church. But they've not read their Bible which says that a man is not justified by the works of the law. But it is evident that the just shall live by faith. Then the person is trying their best to do good deeds. Galatians talks about the children of Sarah and the children of Hagar. The children of Sarah are the children of faith. The children of Hagar are the children of the flesh and of the law. So we should not go back to Hagar, but we should go to, uh, to continue as children of Sarah. So you and I, we need to start to do some analysis. Because if you don't do the analysis, you think more than you are. You, you think some have even backslidden. Some have backslidden because you don't backslide because you are smoking weed. Backsliding is not because you are boozing. Is that backsliding? That, that's not just backsliding. That's part of it, but there's more to backsliding than that. There could be someone who's made a mistake and slipped and boozed, who is even more at a high level in Christ than someone who is not doing those things because of the heart. Remember from whence thou had fallen. These were people who were in church all the time. These were people who knew the Bible so much that they could correct people. But remember from whence thou had fallen. You've fallen because your heart has shifted towards God. You are not close to God as you used to. Your first love for him, your first works. So let's examine ourselves and think about what matters. What do you think? Very important. Examine yourselves. Examine yourselves. This first Sunday of 2022. And we get that by reading the Bible. Because when we read the Bible, we know the marking scheme. We know what is expected of us. Do you and I know what is expected of us? We, yes, we can know as we read the Bible. If you don't read the Bible, how will you know what is expected? If you don't read the Bible, you, won't, you, you feel that all I need to do is to give offering. All I need to do is to not fornicate. All I need to do is to not uh, steal. And I'm covered. And then you look at people and say they are wicked. But you won't realize that the Bible says that if you are righteous, you also help the poor. But if you don't read the Bible, you see it. But it's written everywhere in the Bible. Just about every book in the Bible, you find it there. But if not, you understand, if you don't read it, you know. If you don't read it, you feel that the most important thing is to do church work and miss out with the point 
that the first two commandments are more important than the church work. There are many people who have very low rewards, even though they are very, they work hard in church because they missed the main thing. The Bible talks about our works will be tried with fire. And there's nowhere that says, even Apostle Paul, I labored, but I labored more abundantly, but not I, but the grace of God that was in me or working through me. But Apostle Paul is the one who wrote the book on the First Corinthians 13. He is the one who wrote in Galatians to the church at Galatia that circumcision doesn't matter, no uncircumcision, that faith which is demonstrated by love. I don't know if I'm speaking to somebody. So you and I, this year, let's get the right marking scheme. Let's straight shot. Let's shoot well. Let's not go as if we are, we are beating the wind or, or we are beating the wind. Let's, let's box well. Box where well, I don't mean human beings, but box. Let's use our sword well, because you're, 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 you can use your mouth to pull people down, or you can use your mouth to edify people. Let's use our sword well. Am I speaking to somebody? But all this is a decision. I decide. That's what the Bible says in Romans 12.1. Make a decisive, decisive dedication. Decisive. I decide. Let's learn so that we know the most important things. Because look, every single one of us have the most important things that matter to us. You have, all of us have it. What matters to me more? And many times people do, they, they sacrifice strongly on things that don't, uh, maybe fourth rank. And the first rank is not really done well. But they are, they are pushing strong on four, point four, five, six, or even point three. But what about point one, which matters? Because point one could be 80% of the battle. And point two, three, four are only five, ten, ten. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. For me and for you, for all of us, we all have ranking of things. Maybe my ranking, A, uh, uh, this, or acts of service, or this, or whatever, is 70%. And the rest of the things are 10, 10, 10. So imagine the three other things, which are only 30%, you are doing 100% effort. It's still less than 50%. I'm saying this in relation to God. God also has the things that are ranking. The things that are the most important to God, it's all in the Bible. But many people push strong on the other things because they don't know that all those things could almost be non-scoring. When you do it, 50% is one. 30% is two. Or 80% 80% is 1. 10% is 2. 10% is 3. It means that the one weighs the heaviest. So God, what is the one that weighs the heaviest? We should put, put our focus on that. David caught that. David the king, he caught, he, he, he understood what was the most important to God. He understood it. David said, look, this thing, th- th- I see this, 
This one, I'm going to do it with all my strength because I know that this is the secret to touching God's heart. And he was able to do it. David was called the worshiper of God. He, he loved God. As for love and worship, oh, can't be David. So God's ranking, loving me is number one. Loving God is number one. Loving, and, and then number three or whatever is morality. They are all important. Without morality, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. But David's marking skin, Joseph and David, when you put the two together, Joseph ran. David jumped in. He dived in. Head first. But Joseph ran. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying, so I'm not talking about morality. But Joseph loved God, but the way David loved God, you, you can't find such a person in the earth. Unless me, you and I, I pray. At least for me, I want that. <laughs> yeah. You can be someone who does things well, but when you are someone who worships, so what are the schemes? What is the marking scheme? What are the things that make God say that, look, this person, he will live long. He cannot be touched. I want, this person must be in the world so that when, I, when, I, when I'm upset with something, when I look down, I'll be pleased. That was David. When Samuel, the prophet Samuel was, anointed, was trying to anoint the king, all the people passed by. He said, there should be another person. The anointing was strong. I know it was God who spoke. Is there another son? Yes, I have the young one. He's not, don't, don't waste your time about him. Most likely it's not him. He's looking after a few sheep in the wilderness. He's not the one. Then Samuel said, I'm, not, I'm going to stand. I'm not going to sit down till he comes. As soon as he was coming, then God's excitement took over. Samuel, this is my guy. This, this is the guy. Anoint him quickly. This is him. What, what will make God see David that way? When David killed someone, did terrible things, what will make God spare him when David condemned himself by his speech? This man shall surely die. Any, you ain't read the Bible. Anyone who says it, Ahab said it. Anyone who says, what, when, when a prophet asks you, what should happen to this man? And, he's talk, and, and you've done that thing. And you say the man should die. You, usually the person dies. But David, he said, this man should surely die. And Nathan said, you are that person. But you, you can't, God can't just kill someone like David. He punished him, but he can't kill him like that. Why? Because he knew the scheme. Do you and I know the marking scheme? What made John so special compared to Bartholomew? Compared to Thomas, is it because he doubted once? Peter also doubted. But what made God special? Oh, I can't say. Peter, Peter rejected him because of fear and all these things. But what made God, what made Jesus look at John in a certain way and give him long life? All the apostles needed to prove their faith in Jesus Christ to prove his resurrection by dying. That is part of the defense of his resurrection, Jesus Christ. When you are studying the resurrection of Jesus Christ or, or the proofs, one of it is people who are running and hiding and all of a sudden they've changed and they are willing to die because they say they've seen him. That itself proves that he rose. Yeah. 
apart from meeting 500 people all at once, apart from 40 days physically seeing the people. That's also part of the proof. But when it comes to John, it's like, you are exempt. You have to live. You are, I'm too close to you. Oh, I want that. I said, I want that. Peter and all those people, they were all zealous, but they, they had to prove it. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's very important from 2022, let's, let's shoot well. Let, let's shoot well. When, when, when we are doing something for God, let it be direct. You can be t- writing an exam and you have the question. Instead of answering the question, you are going in circles and circles. Something that should be, should be two lines. You've taken two pages. You've gone around and around and around and around, wasted your time. And because of that, you didn't pass the test because you spent too much time on this question instead of doing the thing. Meanwhile, it's just two, uh, two lines. From now on, let's be straight shooters. Let's go straight to the point. This is what God wants. A, B, C, D. A, I give you, Lord. B, I give you, Lord. C, I give you, Lord. D, I give you, Lord. That's it. The rest of them. What is it? These days, what can I do to touch the heart of God? What can I do so that God will say, hey, wow. Wow, David, this thing is done. I need to look at it again. There are things you can do. How do I know it? What are some of the things? Just read the Bible. And when you see God say, wow, David, this is what you did. Wow, Solomon, this is what you did. Wow, John, this is what you did. When, wow, Mary Magdalene, this is what you did. When you see what was done that brought God's attention or got God's attention, that's it. Why, why, why Mary Magdala of Magdala? Why, why, why should Jesus appear to her first? In those days, women were not credible witnesses. But the first person he appeared to was someone who was not a credible witness. Which also, I mean, you can use that to also prove it. That, that also proves that. Because in those days, you will not make the mistake of using a woman if you are trying to lie. Yeah. But he appeared to her. But why did he appear to her? Why? Why did he appear to her? He was, she was one of the women who were following him and ministering to him of her substance. She was someone who, who washing the, his feet. I mean, the kind of love, deep love. That's why the goal, let us be lovers of God. Let's make God Lord. If the Lord will be my God, may you and I make the Lord our God. Because he's God. Whether or not, you see, the one who rejected Jesus, who says, I don't believe in Jesus, that person would be forced on the knees to make, to, to confess that Jesus is Lord. Every knee should bow, every tongue will confess. That's what that one is clear. But we are talking about willingly making Christ my Lord. Another thing that would help us in this is when we sow seeds of truth and we read seeds of truth. What do I mean by that? Let's be truthful. Look at 1 Peter 3.10. Am I preaching in this house? NLT says, For the scriptures say, now, which scriptures? The Old Testament. Remember that when the apostles were writing the New Testament, 
they were referring to scriptures as the Old Testament. And then when Paul, Paul's letters, Peter's letters, Peter authenticated Apostle Paul's letters by saying, the scriptures with the scriptures of Paul added Paul's letters to the scriptures to also say that Apostle Paul's letters are part of the scriptures. For the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, oh, glory to God. Time is up, but I'm preaching still. A few minutes more. Keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Another version says, keep your tongue from evil. Keep your tongue from evil. Okay, all of them say evil. So keep your tongue from evil. Meaning that your tongue should not be used to do evil. Your tongue should not be used to, to be treacherous. And your lips from speaking guile, deceit. You see, this is very important because many Christians fall into this. What do, am I talking about? You can re-describe something and when, when something is re-described intentionally, it's deceit. Yeah. <laughs> I can re-describe something. I, something can, I, I know deep in my heart that A, maybe it is not, maybe it is A, maybe it is B. If I'm not sure, I'll not say it as a statement of fact. I, I, I'm guilty. Someone can say, look, because of A, B happened. I know B happened because of A. But it is not true. And you didn't get your facts straight. You'll be held responsible. So you and I, from 2022, let's be careful what we say. Let's make sure that what we are saying is accurate. When you make a statement and you say it to people, make sure it is accurate. Very, very important. I know people are guilty of it, but you and I here and the viewers, I'm telling you, let's be careful. Because God says every idle word that men shall speak, they'll give an account. Do you understand? So, by the time I finish speaking to you, remove your thing. By the time, by the time I finish speaking to you, by, by the time I finish speaking to you, there shouldn't be anything, there shouldn't be a misrepresentation, or I should, by the time I finish speaking to you, you shouldn't leave with the wrong impression about someone, or, 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 or leave with, uh, 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 with false information or leave knowing something that is not true. Did that make, does that make sense? So before I, you met me, you didn't know something. You left and you were told something and the thing is not true, but you left with it. God will, God, you, you, you'll be dealt with. You can take your seat. So let's be careful. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. That happens all the time. As for work, yes, it's a common in the working ministry. I'm talking about working job, secular job. Don't ever let your lips pull someone down at work because you want to go up. Because God himself, as you are going up, you there and you just use his hand to put you down. Oh, I'm going up because I told a lie on a, a, a colleague. As you are going up, his hands are there and he just says, come down. 
So it's not only in church, also at work, wherever you are. I, I, at least that one, by the grace of God, I, I try to be careful. And I prefer to be embarrassed. I'm, I'll prefer to be embarrassed to say the thing than to let someone leave with the wrong impression, if I know it. I, I'll try, I'll, I'll, I'll be thinking about it till I get it right. Because I know God has seen it. The Bible says, and the Lord saw it. Hey, the Lord saw it. <laughs> and Aaron and Miriam spake against Moses, and the Lord heard it. So, so that's why sometimes I'll just speak, and once I've said it, I'm okay. Whether you believe it or not, it's not a problem. I've said the truth. Ah, uh, 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 as for Etta, she's like this, she's like that, she's like this. And I know the truth, because she did ABC, and I know that's not the truth. I was, even if it's to my advantage. But as for Reverend David, he's like this, he's good. He's, uh, I'll, I'll correct it if, so that I look bad the way I'm supposed to be bad to make sure that the person, the truth comes out. I can't sit somewhere and someone is being, there's a misrepresentation on someone and I see it and I don't speak out. God forbid, I pray that it, I, 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 yeah, that, that's not my portion. But you see people who sit there just for favor. You sit there and you won't speak the truth. There was a time my pastor, there was a time I wasn't going to go for a program because I didn't have the funds to go. And somehow, someone, particular person, worked it out so that I could go. This was some time back. Are you getting me so far? Now, my pastor was thanking me. Wow, you've done well. I didn't expect you to go, but I saw that you went. You made the effort. So it was a plus to me. But I, I won't allow that to slip because that's not the truth. The truth is that I might not have gone, but it was A, who organized for me to go. I had to see it because God has seen it. Other people will be like, oh, no problem. Why? Cool. Nice. Yeah. It's working. I, I had to correct it. I, I, I didn't feel happy correcting it, but I knew that I, I can't sleep. I have to correct this thing. <laughs> I can't uh, once you spoke it to me if I know the truth I cannot let a misrepresentation continue and the longer you wait the worse it becomes but you still have to see it and when you see it you even look foolish but you still have to see it this is important for 2022 because these things affect the way God sees us. Because God hates lies. Because lies are the, Satan is the father of lies. Okay, number two. The rest of them, the, the third one is pretty quick. We all, I, I'll tell you already, we all know it is tight. If, uh, and I'll pay 10% of my increase, so I'll say it now. It's going to be quick. Number two. <laughs> number two. I will build a house for God. The second, which will be quick, because we all know it too, is to build God's house. How many are going to build God's house? Malachi 3.18. The Bible says in Malachi 3.18. Oh, hallelujah. Am I preaching? And then shall we return and discern. Let's get that. Then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked. Look, 
Well, let me just read it. Between, then you shall again descend between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. It's only when we die or Christ comes that we would say to ourselves, oh God, thank you for, give, thank you for helping me to do what I was doing. Thank you for helping me to play the keyboard. Thank you for helping me to sing. Thank you for helping me to be an usher. Thank you for helping me. Oh God, I thank you that you gave me this honor and privilege to do something for you. When, it's when we are going after. As for now, we might not see it clearly. Because many Christians also don't realize that certain painful experiences, maybe long life, certain bad experiences and uh, will not have happened, and certain good things would not have, sorry, yeah, would not have happened if we were not serving him. So sometimes on earth, it is not very clear, but when we die or the rapture occurs and we are going up, that's when we will appreciate it the more, what we have done for God. Look at Revelation 14, 13. Revelation 14, 13. You see, you and I, we must, we must think about eternity because we have a short life and a long eternity. Look, even if you live 1,000 years, you will die. Or you don't believe it. Thousand years. Even if you, 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 you have a, a glass box. You know how people have, I don't want any viruses. I don't want any bacteria. So I'll live in a glass box with oxygen and nutrients. You die in it. Because we are sinners, you, 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 you die somehow. You, that will come for you. So you and I must think of eternity. Now, before Revelation 14, 13. Okay, let's read Revelation 14, 13. And I'll give you another verse. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Write, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. So, how can someone who is dead be blessed? But the Bible is calling blessed someone who died in Jesus Christ. Death is supposed to be an enemy. Death is supposed to be said. Somebody who is dead... People are supposed to say, oh, poor Jackson J. Oh, what a pity. But God in heaven is saying, blessed is the one who died in the Lord. From the time Christ died. Why? Because the, 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 the one who is dead in the Lord is resting from their hard work for God. And every, glory to God, everything they did for God is going to count for, towards their reward in heaven. Yes. It's going to count. It's going to count. That's why when you read First Corinthians chapter 15, as you keep reading it, it talks about the resurrection. Body is sown in corruption, raised incorruptible. There are celestial bodies. There are terrestrial. There are bodies of the earth, bodies of the heavens, all these things. When it talks about all that and it says that death is swallowed up in victory, then First Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, because of all these things, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. It means that one day there will be a certain think about it. Those, those who entered, let, let, take it that there is a storm about to come and people told you that there is a storm coming to destroy the, 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 the world and but there is a ship like Noah's Ark and you didn't believe it but you somehow entered it by chance or someone pushed you in by chance and then you see on, from the windows that the world is 
being destroyed. How you feel, oh God, ah, thank you for escape. That's how it will feel. That's how we will feel when we have saved God, how happy we will be when we meet him. We will not be ashamed. We will not be ashamed. Be steadfast because of the resurrection. Because one day we'll meet him. Be steadfast or movable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always abounding. Always overflowing. Retire. God forbid. I, I, the retirement is when I'm in, lying down. The, I, don't, I won't retire in this world. A secular work, you retire. But you know, Jesus. <laughs> the, 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 the retire means that by the grace of God, you are 100 and you are, you are lying down. That's then I've retired. Jesus. My grandfather, the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May he... Everyone is bowing. Then my grandmother. Oh, Chris, Chris. That was it. Went to heaven, giving the benediction. What a grand star. What a way to go. Can you beat that? No. Versus an accident. <laughs> Can you beat that? <laughs> That's a grand way to go to heaven. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. If ye then be risen with Christ, I'm wrapping up with. If you are risen, are you risen with Christ? Yes. If ye be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. The things which are seen are temporary. The things which my eyes and your eyes see are temporary. The things which are not seen are eternal. Therefore, may we glorify God. Jesus said, let's, let's work, let's be co-laborers with God. Jesus said, I will build my church. I will build my church. I will build my church. Let's help Christ to build his church. Jacob said, if God will be my God, I will make, look, if God is going to do this for me, if God is going to be with me, is God, if God is going to protect me in all my ways, if God is going to provide for me, then God will be my God and I will build a house for him. I will build an altar for him. I will build his house. You and I should build the church of God. Yes, we must build it. And finally, 10% of the increase must come to God. 10%. If you are watching and you don't pay tithe, go and find out how to pay tithe in your church and pay. Pay tithe. 10% of your income. 10%, not 9. <laughs> so, some people feel that I'll pay 9% and God, I'll outsmart God. <laughs> I'll pay 9%, I'll outsmart God. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've tricked God. Or when he said 10%, he was just throwing figures out there. He didn't mean it. Tithe 
not only secures our money, but gives a blessing. Gives a blessing. So let's pay tithe. When we do these things, the Lord will be with us. The Lord will be with us. The Lord will protect us. The Lord will provide for us. The Lord will direct us. The Lord will keep us. And he will provide everything we need. Everything we need. Everything we need, he will provide for us. Everything. What's the first thing we are going to do? We are going to make Jesus our Lord. Number two, we are going to build his house. Number three, we are going to pay tithe. We know that he will fulfill his end of the bargain of the covenant. May we fulfill our end of the covenant. Shall we stand to our feet and speak to the Lord and ask him to show us more grace. Ask God to give you the grace to walk in these things. Lord, I pray for the grace to make you my Lord. Make you Lord and Christ in my life. Oh, Jesus, I give you praise. Ask him. Softly. Ask him, Lord, I need you. I need you. I need you. I want to open the door of my heart. Give me the grace to make a decisive dedication of my life and my body to you. Let me know what I am talking about. Let me know. I, I, I want to know the truth. I, 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 I want to understand what matters to you. I don't want to fight as if I'm fighting in the wind or beating the wind. I want to, I, I, I want to run lawfully. I want to strive lawfully. I want to go do what is right. Make me truthful to you, Lord. Let the words of my lips, the meditations of my heart be acceptable unto thee. Let the things I say please you and glorify you. Everything I do or say or anything that is not right, let's ask the Lord. Anything that is not right, help me to stop that so that everything I say, every motive, everything I do is good. Father God, we pray that you help us, you show us grace to build your house. We want to build your house. We want to build the house of God. We want to build the house of God. You want to do something in your house. Give us a grace to sow seeds of love, of righteousness, seeds of righteousness. Seeds to help the needy. Father God, we thank you for great riches 
great riches in this church because we will be a church that gives heavily to help people and because of that many of the people's blessings you will give to us to give to them Father God thank you that our finances are secured and blessings overflow in our lives the blessing we need overflows because of our tight pay tithing in every aspect of our lives you will glorify your name in our lives in the name of Jesus Father God we bless you this first Sunday of 2022 that you give us a grace to make you indeed Lord Savior in Christ in our lives give us a grace to do what is right and to build your church to help people to win souls to give to pay time we bless you and we worship you in Jesus name we pray whilst we are here before we sing a song to the Lord Jesus Christ if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior if you know in your heart that you are not born again if you know in your heart that if you die today you don't know whether you would go to heaven or hell if you want Jesus Christ to save you if you want to be born again you want to be washed as white as snow then I want you to repeat after me <clears throat> Heavenly Father I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord I believe that you died on the cross for my sins I believe that your blood was shed for my sins I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead Lord Jesus please come into my heart please come into my life please forgive me for all my sins cleanse me from all unrighteousness from today I belong to Jesus Christ thank you Lord Jesus for saving me in Jesus name I pray Amen Amen God bless you God bless you those who have given their lives to Christ Jesus this is very very important you have done the greatest thing you have confessed Jesus as Lord you believe he died on the cross for your sins your, his blood was shed for your sins you believe that God raised him from the dead you've asked him into your heart into your life because of this you are saved your sins are forgiven whether they be many whether they be many 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 they are forgiven forgiven I want to encourage you to look for a church you need to go to church you cannot be saved and be at home I want to encourage you to look for a church around you. Go to church and God will bless you. Hallelujah to Jesus.
Hallelujah. We may take our seats. You can stay here. We will sing a song for us. Hallelujah. Good. You know what to do. Hallelujah. Now, it's time for us to pay tithe. I don't say a word about tithe because I've just preached on tithing. <coughs> if you have your tithe, your first and best, 10% of your increase, then I want to encourage you to raise it up. <coughs> raise it up. Look on the screen. Very, very important. Tithe 10% of your increase. Give it to God. It's for God. It's for God. Father God, bless our tithe. Bless it. May every blessing that pertains to tithing and first and, and best, first and best be our portion. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's also pray. If you have your offering, you can raise your offering. Let's give our offering. Father God, bless our offering. Bless it indeed. Use it to further your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Whilst we give it, taking our offering, let's sing a song <coughs> of your choice. Good, and it will come back to you. Good measure. Press down, shake it together, and running run over. Just before I pray over the tithe and offering, expect this year to see multiplied increase in finances. But remember what I said, was it the 31st that, or the, the, the 30th, that when we are asking God to increase our finances, remember that you are asking him to do it because you are expected or you want to help someone with it. God, please give to me because I want to be a blessing to the poor. Please give to me because I want to be a blessing to the poor who are being thrown out of their homes because of Jesus. Lord, please give to me because I want to give to the homeless. And God will bless you. Father God, we bless your name and thank you for the opportunity to give to support your work. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's welcome with a clap.